This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute, with more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. I'm Michael Dwojak here with the record North Shore founding members, Joe Coglin and Martin Carlino. Just a quick reminder before we get things started here that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to them, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you, we're there. Make sure you guys are subscribing, write a nice little review as well, and uh, spread the word. That's uh, that's uh, how we like to uh, grow here. Just organic. Uh, spread the word. Talk about how great the hosts are. Or talk about how they uh, have no idea what they're talking about. Either one works. As long as people listen to us, uh, we're pretty content uh, with that. So we're going to do a two-half format here. Uh, the first half, we're just going to uh, essentially bash the IHSA, it seems like, again, uh, in the first half. Uh, probably start objectively and then uh, probably get into some stuff. Um, and then the second half, we're going to recap what was uh, uh, crazy doesn't seem like uh, the fitting word or does, doesn't do it justice for what the year 2020 was like uh, for high school sports in the North Shore area. But um, we'll recap the craziness. We'll, re- we'll recap what it was like covering it and t- trying to figure out what's going on. And we also have some, uh, despite it being a crazy and a pretty bad year, there's still some good moments in it. So we'll also uh, talk about that in the second half as well. So why don't we get things started in the first half and talk about uh, the news of there being no news at all. As you guys have known uh, in the last few episodes of the podcast, we've talked about um, the IHSA meeting with Governor Pritzker and his offices and the IDPH to uh work together and try to make sure that you were bringing high school sports back. Um, But unfortunately, it seems like that meeting is not going to happen. It was called off. Um, So there was no, there was going to be no meeting between the two uh, respective parties heading into the new year. And um, if you guys at home have listened to this podcast, you might uh, realize that we're probably not surprised because Joe and Marty and I have not really had much confidence in uh, both parties working together and trying to figure out a solution for the kids and coaches, um, just trying to make sure that they can play uh, their respective sports safely. But uh, I mean, guys, I'll let you uh, jump in here and tell me um, what was your guys' reaction when you heard that the IHSA and uh, Governor Pritzker's office are not going to be meeting? I, I imagine it's not uh, not a lot of surprise there. Yeah, I'll try not to be too harsh, but as you mentioned, Michael, not not surprising at all, and just the fact that we're not even able to get the potential of a meeting. We're not even able to get something on the calendar. You know, this isn't, we're not even trying to say that the meeting's actually going to happen. We're not even able to get a date yet of a possible meeting is not, is not very encouraging at all. So um, we had some optimism the past couple episodes. Maybe it was a, a little bit oversighted on our end and uh, starting to feel, starting to feel a little less hopeful um, these recent couple of days here. Yeah. And I think yeah, on this podcast, we talked, even though we did say like, if they have the meeting, we, we, we 
we had it always with that condition, like if or when, or it's yet to be seen if they're going to have that meeting and it's confirmed and it wasn't. And I mean, blame who you want for, if you want to blame communication, if you want to blame the state, if you want to blame the IHSA, that's fine. But the IHSA should be well aware this was going to happen. This has been happening through the whole fall season and into right. that uh, the state has kind of just been, whether they've been not interested in talking to them or, or too busy or whatever it is, uh, they're not going to meet with them. Um, so come up with a plan around uh, uh, or assuming that you're not going to get any information from the IHSA. That's, that's what we've been saying for, for weeks now is yeah, I, the state's not going to give you anything. So come up with a plan outside of that and then maybe you'll get somewhere or maybe you can provide information for people. It just seems like um, they're almost doing it to blame the state um, and then kind of wash their hands of it. And yeah. And go ahead, Marty. Based on their original plan, we're eight weeks, we're roughly eight weeks away from the start of what is supposed to be the start of football season. So I don't know about you guys, but do you feel confident that eight weeks from now we'll be talking about the start of football season and we'll be writing team preview stories? No, not at all. And like, if you think about it, I mean, like traditional football, you have summer camp and that usually starts like what a month before the season starts and that kind of stuff. And this is something that we've kind of been wondering about, like, what are the logistics? Like, how are how are these teams going to have practices when, I mean, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday and you saw Tuesday, like there's like four inches of snow on, like, it's like, how are you going to have practices and how are you going to run through drills? Are you going to like have like these football players just working in field houses and like, obviously not um every school has a field house to practice and so it just it just seems like it's uh I don't really see how spring sports or even like the football season can possibly start um with the weather wise let alone and then also with the lack of like planning and where you can't just start a football I mean obviously you can't just start any season like right away but especially in football you like need to get your reps in you got to get in good football shape there's a difference between being like in good shape and being in football shape so um yeah, Marty, I don't know if I, I can see a possible way or a really uh, realistic way of telling people that, hey, we're going to be covering football and we're going to be going to practices in January and getting ready for a football season here in Illinois. And that's another great point, Michael, because I think so often in this hypothetical plan of everything's going to work out in the spring, we're going to play all these sports in the spring, everyone is sort of overlooking the impact that weather might have on all of this. I mean, how many times in the past several years – I'm sure the three of us have all planned on covering a baseball or a softball game or an outdoor oh, game yeah. in late March or, or, or early April, April, and it was called off because there was snow on the field. Right. So, I mean, uh, it, it's great that you brought that up, Michael, because I feel like that's something almost everyone isn't even taking into consideration because that we live in Illinois. That's going to be something that is going to be a factor no matter what. And when you, and when you do that, when weather does play a factor, like, inches of snow on the ground or whether it's severe storms or whatever it is that we have in early spring uh that just messes with the logistics anymore now we're starting to see what are you going to do when football has to practice outside and say that's your primary they get the space right and right where does that push badminton a winter sport where does that push uh volleyballs where does that push soccer if one of the soccers has to practice indoors baseball and softball are pushed what about basketball assuming that's still a winter sport as of right now they need a lot of gyms for their up and down their programs. So uh, we're seeing kind of, and that's, that's not, and 
in our mind, we're thinking Loyola and Nutria are some of the biggest, most um, uh, have the most resources in the state. Um, a lot of other schools do not. So uh, it's, it's going to be a nightmare. I know we've been saying that for weeks, but it's coming. It's starting to get closer and closer. It's like stressing me out. And I think at this point, I mean, obviously, uh, um, I'm not sure, but I think there's a, there are two like factors to me that kind of jump out. One is at this point, do you as programs, do you have to just cut all the levels of sports and just play varsity sports? I mean, where are you going to put all these kids when it's going to be like 30 degrees outside and snowy? And you, where are you going to put the basketball team? Are you going to put the soccer team, the volleyball team? Are you going to put the football team? Are you going to put the track and field team? Like, where are you going to put all these athletes? And you, the freshman A team, the freshman B team, the JV team, sophomore team. (laughs) Right. Like, these are like a, like, it's already a nightmare for athletic directors and like coaches to try to figure out where to put people like in a normal time. Like, oh, we're going to fight for this gym. We're going to fight for this gym. Like, now, I mean, how, how are you supposed to figure out like all these different levels of all these different sports and how much does that really impact like a sophomore who like ha- might have a potential like future in like football or like cross cut or track and field and that kind of stuff and doesn't get to play this year because he's not a, he or she is not like a varsity athlete. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, I just, it just seems like this is just a logistical nightmare. And I agree with you, Joe. It's like, giving me a headache just trying to figure out how you could possibly try to get so many athletes into one space. And then you come again to the risk of there's still a pandemic going on and how are you making sure that everyone is socially distant and spaced? It's just like, it doesn't, it, I don't, I don't know. It just seems like it's too much of a hassle and it just seems like this all could have been avoided. It just seems like everything was pushed off. It just seems like we'll worry about it in February. We'll worry about January. And I think, um the ihsa and like the governor's office just kind of was like it'll work out like we'll probably get a vaccine or something and everything will be better where we're in fact we're in this position now where i mean i don't know how you can confidently say things are going to look good by the time school gets back in january and february you can't and there's also the other point of um I mean, I don't know. You guys can tell our frustration and I can't even imagine how the coaches and uh, players must feel at this point where um, you just want to do things safely as possible. You want to, I mean, you guys know we've talked to plenty of coaches, plenty of players this fall who competed in the fall and they all, uh, their own number one priority was like, we're going to like make sure we're following the rules. We're going to make sure that we can do it safely because they want to compete and they, and no one wants to like, catch coronavirus or spread it to anyone or anything like that everyone just wants to do everything safely as possible so i i mean you guys can hear as much how frustrated we are with this i can't even imagine how frustrated uh players and coaches have to be with everything that's going on now and you know what what really is is hard to grasp and what's really difficult even for you know the three of us let alone for as you mentioned michael the coaches and the athletes themselves is now we're starting to get to the point where these student athletes could be losing two seasons in a row. Um, yeah. obviously, obviously with uh, spring sports being canceled, the remainder of spring sports, I should say, uh, the remainder of winter sports and almost all of spring sports um, being canceled last year. So now we're reaching the point where if something goes wrong, if uh, we don't have this properly planned out and have you know, a set comprehensive plan in place, these, these athletes could be losing two consecutive seasons of, of, of high school sports high school athletics, which is, 
obviously something none of us want. I hope a lot of these schools, um, especially the bigger ones and, and communities that have resources as well, are kind of not taking their science from the IHSA and deciding, hey, you know what, we're just going to make sure we're set up in the best possible spot. And I'm going to contact all the facilities, whether it's a church facility or a, uh, I hope that goes within the IHSA guidelines, but uh, a park district facility, uh, whatever we can do, junior high, grade school, to get court time, to get indoor field house time for anything, uh, just to spread our teams out and hopefully put ourselves in the best position for our student athletes to, to at least compete or at least practice and, and have, you know, that sense of normalcy that you, a lot of these student athletes have been playing these sports for 15 years, 14 years. So um, that you've been doing for this long. So maybe some schools are doing it too, because they sure aren't getting the guidance from the IHSA. I feel like I'm uh, beating a dead horse here because I feel like I asked this question literally every episode of the podcast recently, but I mean, how confident are you guys new year that we can get things going in the IHSA and the governor's office? Uh, I mean, can work it out and try to figure things out. I mean, do you think a new year makes any difference at this point? Does it light a fire uh, just to get them moving? I mean, I personally, I don't really see how I can show any sort of confidence that things are going to get better from what they've been for the past two, three months. To answer the, the first part of your question, Michael, in regards to getting things going and trying to set plans in motion and at least set plans for that matter, I would say I'm still relatively confident at this point and still feel pretty decently about that. But in terms of actually putting those plans in, into action and, and making them come to life, I would say at this point, not, not too confident, unfortunately. Yeah, not at all. It seems what's most likely is we're just going to have to wait for the first domino to fall. And once that happens, then hopefully we'll put together a plan quickly. Or maybe they're just keeping them in their back pocket. All these plans, ideas, um, just to surprise us and look really good, which if so, maybe a good political move. But um, I mean, right now, what I expect to happen is at some point the state will lift some guidelines IHS will scramble to, to get stuff going and schedule things and either things will go smoothly or they'll get pulled back over and over again. And I just hope they're ready for that. Cause that's more likely than not. Yeah. Here's hoping things in uh, 2021 go much better and smooth, uh, smoother than they did in 2020. It just seems like the uh, communication was never good. It just seems like the figuring things out is never good. And um, hopefully in the new year, we can, uh, uh, get better communication, get things going better, and uh, hopefully we can get more athletes and more uh, just more games uh, happening in a, in a much in a safe way where uh, everyone feels comfortable and safe. But um, that's the first half of the podcast. Let's move on over to the second half before we do so. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a quick thanks to our sponsor, the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. They have many locations in the Chicago area, so make sure to check them out. Move better and live better. All right, in the second half of the podcast, we're going to try to figure out to, uh, a way to sum up what was the year of 2020 in North Shore sports. Um, I had plenty of downs, but there were some good moments as well. Um, so uh, why don't we just get started and uh, talk about what um, what you probably will remember the most or like what was that moment that you guys um, really uh, can remember from 
whether it being in March when everything started shutting down, whether it being uh, over the summer trying to figure things out or whether it being covering something in the fall. Um, I think for me, it was uh, realizing, um, I remember covering um, the super sec uh, the sectional semifinals between GBS and uh, Evanston back in March. And it was like, people were talking about coronavirus and people were like, well, is this going to come to the United States? Like, are we going to shut things down? Is it safe? Like people were really not, not knowing what's going on. And I remember covering that game on uh, on a Tuesday um, and it was uh, at Robert Morris university and uh, it was a packed gym. People were walking around, but people also seemed like kind of cautious. People like weren't really sure what they should be doing. And it was just kind of weird where you're kind of like, should I be, you know, like sitting close to someone? Should I not be like, what What should we be doing? And what should we not be doing? And then um, obviously um, things started unfolding really quickly where you had uh, Loyola and uh, Evanston playing in the super, in a, in the sectional final that Friday, but then they limited to just family and friends and they limited to uh, just no fans. And then they just completely canceled the game. And uh, canceled the entire rest of the IHSA season from then on. But um, I think I'll probably remember that moment the most, just how surreal everything in the world moved. I mean, whether it being the NCAA tournament being canceled, the NBA season being canceled, all that kind of like, it just seemed like the world just suddenly like flipped on its side really quickly. And um, all of a sudden we're from, we were at, I mean, I was at Robert Morris, on Tuesday, and then all of a sudden, Saturday, there's no more IHSA season, and where everyone is just locked down. But I think that's definitely something I'll remember from the craziness of this year. But what's something that you guys will take away or remember from um, a really bizarre year? Yeah, very similar to uh, to your memory there, Michael. I remember I was writing a uh, a season preview story for Glenbrook North baseball team, uh, and I remember I interviewed. Um, the, the coach of that team, Coach Dom Savino, and it was a Wednesday afternoon. Um, I believe it was like March 11th, something in that, that time range. Um, yeah, because if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, March 13th, Friday, March 13th was sort of a day um, where, for lack of a better term, the world started to change a little bit. Things started to shut yeah. down. Mitigation me measures started to go into place, all that I remember. And, and that Wednesday just, just sticks in my memory for a little bit because it was right when you know, concern was starting to really amplify. I remember when I went to check into the school, I had to go through, of course, all the usual um, security procedures that are in place. And then I had to immediately put hand sanitizer on. Uh, and that was sort of the, the very beginning, um, the very beginning memory of, of COVID-19 and the, and the pandemic that sticks out to me. And then I started talking to some players for the story um, that, that Friday and the following Monday as well. And I just remember hearing in their voices, them talking about, yeah, our season's delayed right now, but you know, we're really hopeful that we're still going to have a chance to play this season. We think we're going to have a chance. We, we've got a great team this year. And uh, typically a lot of the stuff you'd normally hear in, in the season preview story, but just with the added element of, of disappointment and some hope that they still might be able to play a little part of their season. And, that just really sticks out to me because it, I talked to three, three senior players for the story and them not being able to, to play their final season is just very tough to understand. And I, I definitely feel for them. And 
I remember how after that, the announcements that uh, the seasons were going to be canceled fully started to come in. And that, that's sort of the moment where I, uh, where I trace back to and, and remember when things started to, to really amplify and the pandemic started to unfortunately take its, its full force here. Yeah, obviously March was memorable in so many ways in that respect. And you guys just mentioned a lot of it. Um, you guys were, were on the ground doing the reporting um, at that time at our, at our previous company, 22nd Century Media. Um, we were in talks about how we were going to survive as, as a company. And uh, unfortunately, um, you're listening to this, so you know that uh, it did not survive. <laughs> and we're, uh, we are alumni of that group and we started our own thing. But um, it was just crazy that that week was, I think, when it hit everybody for the first time. Um, the first time it hit me that it was as substantial or significant as it was going to be was when they canceled the NCAA tournament. Uh, and I was just like, even if they canceled high school sports, I'm like, well, it's the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's, that's like the mother. Um, they, they can't cancel that. Once they have it, it's like, okay, this is real. Got to listen to everybody. Got to safety measures, you know, whatever it takes. Um, we got to protect each other. So um, yeah, I remember all that in sports, um, I guess from there, I remember, you know, they kept talking about will sports return here or there? Will we have sports in the fall? And we had conversations in the newsroom a lot. Even on our previous podcast, it was like, guys, we're not going to do this. Like, they, you can have all the hope you want, but this, all the experts say we're going to have, whether it was second rush in the fall or yada, yada, yada. If we're going to come back and play sports, it just wasn't in the cards. So um, I just remember those, those conversations um, pretty vividly. Um, and of course, you know, um, the conversation about, you know, the company as it came down to the end really stick out in March and not being at some sort of sporting event in the summer when the weather started to turn and not somehow being at a sporting event, whether that's stealing a tennis sectional for you guys so I could take photos uh, just to get out of the office for a few hours <laughs> or uh, whether that's a baseball game or even a Cubs game over the summer, you know, something like that. So um, that's what I remember with sports of 2020 was, the absence seemed to be as significant as if they were playing. Yeah. And you definitely, uh, um, you definitely think about all the kids who uh, didn't get to get their senior season there. Um, I mean, you think about um, the Loyola boys basketball team who has probably, probably had its best team in program history, maybe like one of its better teams in program history. And I, I know a lot of us were looking forward to, uh, that Loyola Evanston sectional final, because that was going to be like, we had been looking forward to that matchup for the entire season. And you think about those kids, you think about all the, um, like we mentioned in previous podcasts, like the hockey teams in our area who are competing for state championships. And um, obviously all the spring senior athletes who never got a chance to live, play their game. They never got to play baseball or lacrosse or run in track or anything like that. And you just, you, uh, still feel for those kids who didn't get that one last chance to represent their high school and um, didn't really get a chance to uh, make their mark as a senior captain for uh, a lot of the kids who obviously didn't move on to play collegiately. You just, you feel for those kids and you just, uh, it's just such a bummer that they never got that opportunity to get that one last chance to um, play, whether that be for Loyola, Regina, North Shore Country Day or New Trier. But um, there were also good moments uh, from the season as well. I mean, we obviously did get sports back. We got sports back in the fall. Um, no football, obviously. 
Um, but we got some sports back and it kind of brought us back to life a little bit normal. Obviously it never reached a full normal level, but um, it was fun for all of us to get back to talking to coaches and players and getting back to covering um, a cross country meter, a swim meter, or a, a cover, a tennis section. And I think for me, um, all of the, there were a lot of success. There was a lot of success for a lot of different teams, but it was just fun watching all the players and the coaches just being happy to be out there, whether it be um, all of them wearing masks and making sure that they're social distancing and touching elbows to high five each other while they're competing or whatever. It was just fun to watch them be back and showed a lot of maturity and just showed a lot of uh, character to be able to pull off a season because they wanted to, and they wanted to show that they could do it. If they all, they wanted to set an example to everyone else of what could possibly happen if you follow the rules and that kind of stuff. So, uh, for me, obviously, there are sectional championships. There were conference championships that happened in the fall. But for me, I think the biggest thing was just watching everyone come together and pulling off a season, pulling off seasons that, um, like you mentioned earlier, Joe, where in the spring we thought there was no shot that you were going to be playing fall sports. So it was just so impressive to watch them uh, pull it all together and run a relatively successful, successful uh, fall season. Yeah, and a bit more of a of a positive note, the uh, the sporting moment that that sticks out for me, and and you'll remember this, I'm sure, Michael as well, is um, when we covered flight night. I believe it was the first week in October, if I'm not mistaken. But that was yeah. sort of my first time back covering live sports since the start of the pandemic, and it was it was really great to just see, you know, everyone following the safety procedures, as you mentioned, Michael. Everyone in mass, everyone distance. Uh, and for the first time in a long while, you just felt like, you know, we can make a lot of this work. We can do, yeah. this, we can do this safely. We can, we can make this work. Um, so that was a, that was a bit of a positive moment for me in, uh, in 2020. And as you mentioned, Michael, it was great to see the, the runners out there and the athletes out there um, enjoying, enjoying being back and, and doing so safely. Yeah, it was, it was great to be back out there in the fall and it did give hopes um, that we would, uh, we were on a, uh, we were on the, the down, um, we were running downhill, sorry, we were running downhill toward uh, better days and lights at the end of the tunnel. And uh, we just had to wait longer than we wanted, but it was nice to be out there for tennis, um, get those swimming stories from you guys and uh, just kind of um, share in the celebrations um, and kind of amplify those stories for our readers um, from the swimming sectional to the tennis sectional, um, the golf team, the hole in one story. Um, we were able to do some great sports stories this, this spring or this fall. Um, and I think they were important to the community, um, which, uh, which kind of shows the, the value of what community news does and what you guys are able to bring to the table with your sports reporting. Um, it was great to see them back on the field and in the pools. Um, and I hope, I really do hope it's real soon um, that we get to do that again. Definitely. Um, so before we end this podcast, uh, it is fitting for the year in review uh, podcast to also have some resolutions for the new year. I don't know how many folks at home actually still do resolutions or if you guys actually do uh, any resolutions for the new year. But um, if you had to do some sort of like sports resolution for uh, 2021 for our local teams, um, what are uh, what would you guys suggest or what would you guys um, kind of think of for uh, what's good and what's a good uh, thing to try to do for the new 2021 year. Yeah, I think mine is going to be to try to never complain about the weather while covering 
live high school sports again. Uh, I'm going to try to put things into perspective and realize that uh, 30 degrees and snowy slash rainy covering high school sports is better than not being able to cover it at all. So I'm going to try to be more thankful of the elements, even if they are not uh, ideal, so to speak, in 2021 while covering live sports. That's a good one, Marty. Um, I'm with you on that. Also, I'm going to give a resolution to myself to uh, keep better organized basketball stats in the hopes that basketball comes back. One of my favorite sports to cover. I have a system. Um, I don't use an official stat book, but I have a system and it works, but it's pretty sloppy. So I think I'm <laughs> a, a better system. Um, sometimes I, I might confuse my steals and blocks and I got to, um, I got to figure that out. So um, a better system for me um, to do high school sports. And that's just kind of a, a, uh, a precursor to saying um, I hope it's back and I'm, I'm kind of willing it. I'm willing that I will be in the stands at a basketball game um, before it's all said and done this school year. Yeah. And I think if I had to do one, I know uh, Joe, Joe, you mentioned this one um, before we actually uh, met on the podcast, but I think a good resolution for me, and I don't know if you guys would agree, was just uh, uh, less complaining and us obviously less complaining when it comes to the organization that runs sports in uh, Illinois, and that's the IHSA. Um, I don't know how quick, how good I'll do on my resolution based on how things have been going, but uh, it, I mean, I, I've tried to make this clear that obviously this is not an easy situation. I mean, this is not anything anyone has ever done before, and trying to bring back sports in a safe manner is not like an easy thing like I understand how difficult it is for all parties um so maybe sometimes the critiques might seem like they're just being like well you try to do it dude like you you're just talking on a podcast and you're just chirping while uh, all these people are trying to actually figure out what to do but um I, I I try to make sure that people realize that I know how difficult of a situation it is but obviously still the complaints have come but um I think I'll try to do a better job in 2021 of making sure um being more mindful of that and maybe not critiquing the IHSA uh, as much as I have in the past, though I can't promise that it'll be a clean uh, year of not saying any critiques of the organization because hopefully the world will go back to normal and we can go back to critiquing how ludicrous assigning different sectionals and regionals is and we can go back to talking about that instead of talking about whether um, we'll actually get any sort of sports going on. Amen. Cheers. <laughs> Well, uh, that is everything we have for this episode of the podcast. Just a quick, uh, a quick thank you to everyone who's listened to us in 2020. We know, obviously, 2020 has been a hard year financially, uh, physically. I'm sure a lot of people have gone through terrible strains in a in a very terrible year, and we appreciate you guys taking the time uh, listening to every episode of the podcast, whether this is the first time you're listening to us or you've listened to every episode um this uh calendar year we appreciate everything that you guys do we appreciate the feedback and we always appreciate you guys uh listening to us ramble on it's uh without you guys there really isn't a reason to do a podcast and we wouldn't be doing it so um i know for i can speak for joe and marty where we uh want to say thank you for listening to us throughout the entire year and uh hopefully you guys will listen to us in the new year as well thank you happy, you guys happy new year everyone
Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record NorthShore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute with more than 150 fellowship trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com.